Welcome back to the RV Texas Y'all podcast. I'm Stacy. I'm Tom, and we're RV Texas Y'all. We are native Texans and full-time RVers who are all about exploring the great state of Texas and beyond one campground at a time. We're on a mission to experience life, not just live it, and we're bringing you along for the fun. Recording in our hotel room. What? Yes, in Elkhart, Indiana. This is episode nine. Where the heck have we been? Well, we're going to talk about this. Also, what it's like changing RVs as full time RVers and what the heck we're up to now. Our Texas tidbit for the week is West Columbia, Texas. And in the ABCs of RVing, G is for Gray Tank. We've got a lot to catch you up on, so sit back, relax, and join us as we RV Texas, y'all. At the crossroads of states Highway 35 and Highway 36 between the Brazos and San Bernard Rivers in Brazoria County, southwest of Houston by about an hour, you'll find a town that's important to my family and to Texas history, West Columbia, Texas. Population these days in West Columbia is right around 3,900 folks, Uh, and so you may wonder, why the heck would I be talking about West Columbia? Well, For those of you who follow our YouTube channel, you might remember back when we first became full-time RVers and hit the road, West Columbia was one of our first stops. And that is because Grammy Kay, my mom, her family was from West Columbia, and she grew up uh, until she was about halfway through high school there. And my aunt, her sister, my Aunt Freda Medlock, went back and retired in West Columbia, Texas, and became very active Uh, in volunteering for several of the historical associations and festivals around town. And so it's a place near and dear to our heart that I grew up visiting. So let me tell you in this Texas tidbit a little bit about the hidden history and sometimes not so hidden history of West Columbia, Texas. Founded as Columbia in 1826 by Josiah Hughes Bell, who was one of Stephen F. Austin's old 300 colonists, Mr. Bell laid out what would become... East Columbia and West Columbia. He built the area's first hotel in 1832, as well as a school, and plotted land for new residents. Bell was actually instrumental in Stephen F. Austin's release when he was imprisoned in Mexico, and so he was a really active member of that old 300. Why did they choose to settle here? Well, part of it was this was part of Stephen F. Austin's colony back in the day, but the Brazos River was a major route for commerce and transportation in the 1800s. And in 1836, that played a role in West Columbia because during the Texas Revolution, Columbia was one of the few towns that had enough commerce and hotel space to host meetings for the new government. So from September of 1836 until December of 1836, yep, just a few months, 
Columbia served as the first capital of the Republic of Texas. It was in Columbia that the first Congress of the Republic of Texas convened. It was also here that General Sam Houston was sworn in as Texas's first president, Mirabubi Lamar as vice president, and Stephen F. Austin, the father of Texas, as secretary of state. Historians say that Stephen F. Austin worked long into the nights in a room with little to no heat on those cold nights, writing the government documents for the new nation. Unfortunately, during that time, he became ill with pneumonia and passed away at the George McKinstry home here in December of 1836. McKinstry, by the way, uh, also came here as a member of Austin's Old 300, and he served as postmaster. But yes, in all the Texas history books, you know, that I studied back in the day, I never remember knowing that Stephen F. Austin, the father of Texas, was in West Columbia when he passed away. You can visit the old McKinstry home site. There's no home there anymore, but there is a monument uh, marking it as the death place of Stephen F. Austin. Also in West Columbia, you can visit a replica of Texas's first Capitol building, the Varner Hogg Plantation State Historic Site, the Columbia Historical Museum, and the Columbia Rosenwald School, which served the community from 1921 until 1948 and is one of only a handful of, 50, of the 5,300 Rosenwald schools that once were scattered across the U.S. in rural communities. You can walk through history at the capital of Texas Park or visit the Old Columbia Cemetery, the final resting place of early Texas settlers, Old 300 colonists, Texas Revolution soldiers, several survivors of the Fannin Massacre at the Presidio La Bahia, and a man who was at the Alamo before it fell. West Columbia, as the town is known today, may be small in size, but it is big in history. And it's really neat to see the town embrace that. And by the way, with the exception of the Varner Hog State Historic Site, everything else I've talked about today is free or runs on donations. As we record this episode in June of 2021, admission for the Varner Hog currently runs $7 for adults, $6 for folks 65 plus, $4 for kids and college students, and five and under, and active duty military folks and their families are free. They also offer family packages, so it's still a very affordable visit. While in West Columbia, we stayed at First Capital Park, an awesome city park. It has pull-through, full hookup sites, a fishing pond, a lighted walking trail, and it's close to everything in town. There are some good restaurants in town as well, like Elmo's, which has been there forever serving the community. We have more about our time in West Columbia on our website, including a video of the places that we've mentioned, more details on those places, a little bit more about the history of the community, and links. I'll put that in the show notes of this episode in case you'd like to see more. We are honored to have our post also mentioned and referenced and linked to from the city of West Columbia. So if you're listening and you're, you live down in West Columbia, thank you so much for the support. We love visiting. You can visit events there at San Jacinto Festival, Backyard Fireworks, Hogtoberfest. They have ghosts along the Brazos. And of course, meet your ancestors at the cemetery in the fall where they have community members. And my Aunt Freda was one of them actually dress up like historical members of the community. So make sure as you travel across Texas that you put West Columbia, Texas on your list to visit.
Today in the ABCs of RVing, we're talking G for gray tank. Yep, this is the tank that where all your water other than your toilet water goes, usually your sinks. Uh, if you have a washing machine, it'll go into the gray tank. Um, your shower, it goes into the gray tank. This is one that Stacey and I usually, this is the one we have to watch the levels of the most. Uh, normally, our gray tank fills up before our black tank fills up. So we're normally always keeping track of that one. And, and also, one thing that we've learned is if you start to smell some odors or whatever in the RV, and it seems to be coming from the tanks, it's easy to think it's the black tank. But really, most of the time, it's the gray tank. And what happens is that gray tank down there, especially for part-timers, because um, when we were part-timing, you know, you, you take the RV back to storage and it's empty. You, you've emptied all your tanks, of course. And that, in the heat, bacteria can grow in there. And then that bacteria can really, it can really smell. So occasionally, you when you're smelling that, there is a fix for that. And what we do is we get gel dishwasher detergent and we put, you know, about a half a cup or so down the sink in the kitchen. And we do this before we're leaving on a trip and we got to put hot water after it. Or you put it after you've dumped your gray tank uh, and maybe you're headed to another campground. So you try to have hot water you know turn on the hot water thing so you have hot water to put down in there you try to fill your tank up approximately half full and as you drive down the road then the it's going to clean your tank and you know it's swishing around and it's getting a good clean so then when you get to that next campground go ahead and dump that gray tank right when you get there so you have a full gray tank for your uh, for your uh, trip and uh, then when you dump the next time everything should be fine but also one other tip that's you know people don't think about but when you're dumping your tanks always 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 dump your black tank first dump your black tank first then if you have a black tank rinse go ahead and use your black tank rinse Get your black tank settled, and then pull your cord on your gray tank. Because what's going to happen then is your gray tank, uh, when you're dumping your gray tank, it kind of cleans out your hose. You'd much rather have gray tank left in the hose than the black tank stuff, I guarantee you. So just remember to always dump the gray last. And, you know, if you're smelling some odors in the coach and a lot of times you think they're coming from the black tank my bet is most of the time it's probably coming from the gray tank just do that little rinse and mama's going to be happy everybody's going to be happy and your camping experience will be much more pleasurable so remember g's for gray tank
So where the heck have we been? (laughs) (laughs) It's been a few weeks since our last podcast episode, and we apologize for that. Uh, We're about to uh, hit you with some good content coming up, but yeah, it has been crazy busy for us here lately. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy, but it's been a good busy. You know, it as most of you know, we just got a brand new RV, and and that's really been exciting. But but with that, you know, came you know a lot of things we had to worry about. You know, and 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 some logistics that we had to work out because hey, if y'all followed our YouTube channel, you know that we sold our RV, our other RV, our Breeze. Yeah. About a month before we took uh, possession of our new RV. So that took a little planning. (laughs) Well, you know, and going into it, we really, this was something we struggled with because this is something totally different than we had ever done before, obviously. This was our first, we've changed RVs before when we were part-time RVers. And each time what we did was we would take the old RV in, we would trade it in, we would park them side by side, move everything from the old one into the new one, go about our merry way. And <laughs> yeah, and I think that's probably how most people have done it. Um, and, and this time, there were a few issues with that. First of all, as full-time RVers, obviously the RV is our house, so we really... In the best of all possible worlds, it would have been great to be able to pull one right up next to the other, move everything over, and and go on about our merry way. But there are other logistics that came into play this time. Uh, One was we were building uh, our dream coach, our new RV, and we didn't know for 100% sure when it was going to roll off the floor and get to the dealership in Dallas. Yeah, when Stacy says building, we weren't physically building. We oh, come ordered, on, we're not that handy, right? We, we <laughs> ordered that coach, and and just like you order a brand new house, I mean, we got to pick a lot of the stuff, including the color. If y'all, if you haven't seen it, you need to go over to YouTube and see it. it it's, it's really cool, but... Um, but with that, you know, you could trade, we could have traded in our RV. If we did that, we could have kept it to the day we picked up the new one. Um, but, you know, uh, it was a good time to sell an RV. So, I mean, we could control that process. And financially, that's the way it worked for us. Right. And so uh, then it was a matter a matter of, okay, do we... Uh, just put it up for sale ourselves? Do we try to use some type of service for that? Do we look at consignments? There are so many options for this, and this was un- unknown territory for us, really. Uh, but we decided to go ahead and, and list it through RV Trader, and we put a listing about it on our website, and we posted a video about it. And within 12 hours, we met Mike. Bingo! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mike. <laughs> hey, Mike, if you're listening, uh, he's a great guy uh, from Alabama. And he basically took the breeze back to the mothership pretty much. Uh, you know, uh, the breeze was made by Tiffin, and Tiffins are made in Alabama. And Mike's from Alabama. Yes, he's a great guy and really enjoyed getting to know him. And, and then, you know, we made the deal so quickly with Mike. We were actually at a state park uh, in Texas. And we were at uh, Martin Creek Lake State Park, yep. uh, which is in East Texas. 
and we had decided that we were going to do the dealership we were buying from was National Indoor RV Center out just outside of Dallas in Louisville, Texas. And they have what they call an in and out program where you can pay a fee and they will handle, you still do the advertising, you come to, you set the price, you work everything out with your buyer as the seller. Uh, but then they handle all the paperwork for you and the financing. And if they needed to trade in, they could trade in. And so it's a super program. And you have to sell the RV within so many days of before, I think it's, it, within 90 days before you buy the new RV, you can sell yours. Right. Uh, not after. After right. doesn't work. And we did have a program. You know, we had a thought of what we could do if it did not sell by the time we took the new coach. Then, like Stacy said, we could have consigned the coach uh, with NIRVC. They have a real good consignment program. But we felt pretty confident we were going to sell it. And like Stacy said, that confidence paid off because within about 12 hours of when we posted it, we did sell it. But then guess what? That's over a month. Mike wanted the coach. I don't blame him. Oh, and I didn't want to make him wait. I know how it is when you're waiting on something like that, you yeah. know. So, so, yeah, we changed all of our plans, and we left Martin Creek Lake State Park. We canceled all of our other reservations that we had made for the coming weeks uh, leading up to when we thought we were going to get the new coach. And we hightailed it over to Louisville and met Mike. And uh, Yeah, it was nice of NIRVC to let us stay there. They, they found a spot for us to uh, stay in, in their campground. Yeah. Um, and that gave us the opportunity with Mike coming, we have to get rid of all of our stuff. And so that was our next question. What the heck, as a full-time RVer, when everything you own is in that old RV and your new RV is not ready and the old RV is sold, what do you do with all your stuff? And we really thought hard on this and we went through several scenarios. We thought about getting a U-Haul truck and just putting everything into the U-Haul and parking it somewhere, maybe asking the dealership if we could store it there or maybe parking it at a friend's house or a neighbor or whatever, but a family member. But uh, Tom came up with the perfect solution, really, and it worked out great. There was a a storage facility, a public storage facility, like a half a mile. I don't even think it was a half a mile from the dealership. Right. And so, and just another half a mile or quarter mile or so past that, just past that, there was another public storage facility that rented U-Haul trailers and trucks. Right. And that came into play. So we went ahead, Stacy got it pre-ordered or pre-rented, and we actually rented the storage unit before we put the RV, before exactly when we knew we were going to close with Mike, because... We, you know, we wanted to make sure we got a storage unit. When and we, that it was available right. when we were ready. When and we you know it. what? If we didn't sell that thing until we got the new coach and didn't need the storage unit, I mean, we would have been out 100 bucks or something. It was no big deal. So we just thought it was better to go ahead and have the storage and not need it than not have the storage and need it. So, yeah, it literally, we did buy the storage before we put the coach on the market. That's right. And it was a little 5 by 10 just a small little inside storage room. Yeah, and what was funny is we're going, oh, well, uh, when we talked to the lady at the storage, it was opening up like on a Saturday, 
And and uh, Stacy said, "Oh well, uh, that's good, that's fine, but we're not going to need it anytime that soon." You know, we'll probably just be two or three weeks. Yeah, it'll probably know. be two or three weeks. Yeah, right. <laughs> we ended up that Sunday, that next day, actually moving out of our RV, and like Stacy said, just a little bit further down the road was a U-Haul place, and we were going in there to buy boxes. Right, because that was <laughs> one thing we didn't think about. Right, we got the storage unit rented. Never even thought about boxes to box everything up to put it in storage. Yeah, <laughs> and without boxes, there's no way we fit everything in that little storage unit we had. So we go down to buy boxes, and as we're walking into this place, I'm looking up going, oh, my gosh, these U-Hauls, they say nineteen ninety-five a day. I wonder if that's really true. And I told Stacy, well, let's ask them. So we go in and... And they said, oh, yeah, they're nineteen ninety five a day. But, you know, if you're going long distance, they can get pricey because they're 89 cents a mile, to which Stacy and I just laughed. Because <laughs> literally at that point, I think we were about a half a mile from the dealership right. where the RV was. And it, like I said, about a quarter mile from the storage. Yeah, so, so we're like, uh, when we rented it, they, they said, well, predict how many miles you're going to go. And I said, maybe five. <laughs> so literally and it was less than five by the time we got it back and i mean the insurance on the thing almost cost as much as the actual uh rental of the u-haul and i believe it cost us like 40 bucks for the whole day with insurance i mean you just couldn't beat it. It, it would, would have been so many trips back and forth in uh, the Jeep because for those of you who don't know, our other vehicle is a 1999 Jeep Wrangler. So it is not, this is before they did the four-door version. It's before they did the longer bed. This is this is a small Jeep. Yeah. And even taking the back seat out, you don't have a ton of storage. So that would have been a lot of trips back and forth. Yeah, it was play of the day for sure because... We were able to load that puppy up, and we didn't have to go back and forth to the storage unit. I basically made boxes, brought them into Stacy. Stacy packed them up. I loaded them in the U-Haul, and literally, we got done that Sunday just in time to actually turn the the uh, U-Haul back in before they closed. Right. Uh, we could have taken it the next morning, but why right you know the next morning we had a little more cleaning to do and guess what mike was on his way because yeah he was, was excited he was excited that's closing day you know so um yeah so we got her done actually had a visit from mike when we were packing up everything so because, he got to see the rig right and- he got to see it early because he was he, he came and he stayed in the hotel room that uh, that uh sunday night because we closed on monday but it, it really went pretty smooth. It was a lot of hard work. I got to say, I don't know if I want to do that for a long time. <laughs> Moving is never fun. No, I it, don't care how big or small a house you have. It's just never fun. Never fun. But that was certainly a great way to do it. Um, yes. You know, I, if, if, and I'm not saying we are, <laughs> <laughs> but if we were ever in this situation again, I think that would be the way we would want to go about it. Yep. Having, especially having a storage facility so close Yep. Uh, and having access to that truck just made it so much easier. It sure did. But so, so now, of course, we got a month. And, you know, we have a couple of options. 
one, we could buy a tent and pitch it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> or, of course, uh, uh, Grammy Kay, Stacy's mom, uh, we called her up and she said, come on, I want you. So we went to to go stay with Grammy Kay. She lives month. just outside of Houston. Yep. And uh, actually, that worked out wonderful. She was a phenomenal host. That was a lot of fun to get to spend that time. And and during that time, we got to see a lot of our friends and family. Uh, yes. That's where we lived before we went full time, uh, is out in that area. And so we have a lot of friends and family uh, all around the Houston area. Got so. to see Austin uh, several times that in was Laurel. Great. And that was That's our son and his girlfriend. His girlfriend, and and that was a lot of fun. Got got a couple baseball games in, and got to see the Astros. Uh, Austin treated us to the Astros game for my birthday. Yeah, and uh, then we got to go see the Skeeters play, which happens to be the Astros AAA team, which is now in Sugarland. Yeah, so that was fun. Yeah, and then got to see all of our friends and and the rest of my family and uh, Stacy's. Uh, mm-hmm. family as well. That's right, because uh, your brother from San Antonio and his wife. And they came in the while kids we were came there. came in while we were there. Yeah, so we got to see so many folks, and that was just, it was fun to have that time yes. to get to spend with everybody. Uh, but, you know, still, all along the way, you know, we took a few things down with us, and everything else was in storage. And so uh, Star and Astro, of course, were with us, and and Star is our is our dog, and Astro is our cat. And this was the first time since we've had Astro that we stayed somewhere other than the RV. Yeah, that's right. So I think he felt like being in Mom's house. He was living in a mansion. <laughs> yeah, and that was another thing too. Working around uh, the animals too. You got to consider them because their life is really being probably more disturbed than ours because they have no idea what's coming. Everything's changing daily. So that worked out too. Before we actually cleared out the RV, we took uh, Astro and Star down to Grammy K. So she had them. Right. And so it was easier. And then when we ended up coming back to, to, you know, take possession of the new RV. She kept Astro and Star until after we moved back in from storage. Right. And and once we moved back in from storage and got everything situated and did our walkthroughs and learned about the coach, then we drove the Jeep, left the RV at NIRVC because it was in the campground there and hooked up. We drove in the Jeep down to, to Kay's house mm-hmm. and, and picked up the Star and Astro. Made a day trip from Made Dallas day- to Houston and back. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we had most everything uh, back in the RV, even the stuff that was from uh, at Kay's house that we had taken because we had gone a couple times to Dallas, so we had more stuff there than we could ever brought back uh, with uh, Star and Astro in it. So... Luckily, when we went the first time, Stacy and I, I mean, when I say that <laughs> Jeep was packed, <laughs> I mean, she couldn't see out the back window for sure because that <laughs> it was packed to the roof getting everything back, but it worked out great. We appreciate everything that, that Kay did for us. Absolutely. Thanks, Mom. I, I think we gained weight, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She was cooking. <laughs> yeah, she was. My goodness. <laughs> 
And so, yeah, so... So the month, you know, in some ways it seems like it flew by, you know, the opportunity to see everybody. And then at other times it was kind of nuts being without our normal home for For a month, you know. It was tough. And also the wait, waiting for the RV to come in. Again, still not really knowing because when one's being manufactured, you know, there's, there's some things that are even out of control of the manufacturer as far as parts and pieces and, and things. And and especially right now, uh, post-pandemic, coming out of the pandemic, hopefully, there's still some items that are tough for them to get and in short supply. And so you don't, you just don't really know when that possession date's going to take place. And so you kind of live in limbo for a little while. Uh, but uh, we were able to take possession on Memorial Day, actually, May yeah. 31st. And, and uh, NIRVC wanted to have kind of a meet and greet or whatever. Um, the big reveal. The big reveal. <laughs> and I got to tell you, it was a blast. Thank you to everyone who came oh, out. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, we had a little over 100 people showed up. And it was pouring rain yes, all day. We thought for sure. It was funny. So... As it starts early in the morning, Stacy and I were actually out in the coach, and it was pouring down rain. We thought, well, nobody's coming. You know, so we were out there talking to our sales rep. and Hey, Tanner. Hey, Tanner. <laughs> going over some things, and Angie comes out to the coach. I'm sure most of you folks have heard of Angie from NIRVC. I call her the share of the RV world. Yeah. She only needs one name, Angie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so she comes out, and she says, you guys need to get in here because there's a lot of people in the lobby waiting for you. So... Yeah, and that was awesome. So we went in and were able to have a good talk with everybody, introduced them to all the folks from NIRVC. And in the meantime, they decided to move the coach indoors. It is National Indoor RV Center right? anyway. So they made room. They moved it inside. So then we were able to go uh, on the inside of the NIRVC, their big warehouse there, and we all got to uh, go through the coach together, and and uh, we got to talk to a bunch of folks. We had some surprise visitors. Yes, we did. <laughs> Definitely, and that really made our day. And and uh, NIRVC cooked hot dogs and stuff for everybody. It was everybody. a ton of fun. It was, yeah. it was a ton of fun. It, and so uh, that was an awesome day and we have yep. a video on that day I'll lay, I'll put it in the show notes in case you're interested uh, in seeing that and to see the coach and everything yep uh, we're gonna do a full video walkthrough um, showing the entire coach inside and out in detail once we get done with where we are now that's because correct. we spent a week there at NIRVC uh, doing the PDI and uh, getting little things tweaked and and learning the coach and understanding and, and the again, silver leaf program and all of that. It's a whole phenomenal. other animal. Oh uh, my gosh, yes, they were phenomenal. Uh, everybody who helped us out on the coach was phenomenal. They went the extra mile. Every single person there went the extra mile. Our experience was outstanding. We'd strongly recommend NIRVC, but we were ready to roll though. We wanted to get out of there. And uh, finally, you know, we got everything done, and we did it backwards. Of course, since we did the reveal, they hadn't done their BDI yet, so we stayed. <laughs> which in is it. pre-delivery inspection, right? Which the they normally do before you actually buy it. But since we were doing the meet and greet thing, we got it in on Monday, and then on Tuesday they had to come in and do their full PDI. 
and and then start to make the the minor fixes that they found which was no big deal but we waited to move into the coach until after all that was totally done we didn't want to be in their way right we wanted them to be able to access anything and everything so we we got done uh and we hit the road to come up to indiana and uh and so we uh yeah we hit the road came up to indiana we made it up here in a couple nights a couple days uh stopped in uh a neat little rv park uh in marshfield missouri called rv express 66 little family-owned place that was really cool because for a <laughs> little small place i mean it was in walking distance to several places to eat yeah so that was great because we didn't want to unhook i mean it was just we were staying overnight basically and and it did. It was really nice. It was right on the highway, so we were, like, really worried it was going to be loud. But that's when we found out something new about our new coach. Yeah, I mean, we could not hear the highway noise. No, I mean, and it is much quieter. I mean, it's such, so relaxing in that coach. Absolutely. Great insulation. Yes. Uh, one of the first things that has impressed us uh, with our new Numar. Uh, and then the next day, we drove to the Kankakee KOA, which is about an hour south of Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, the drive both days was good. I mean, we had great weather most of the time both days. And we get there, and, of course, we had a little surprise. I was thinking we may not be able to stay, but we worked it out. But We were driving around. The girl was really nice. She was in the cart ahead of us. And, of course, she's in a golf cart she's not thinking about it she's taking us to one of their newer areas and i come around this corner and i stop before i go on this road because this tree branch is hanging way down of course she goes under it like it's no big deal and she's not thinking about it but it had just rained heavily there and this tree branch had dipped way down and we there's no way we could have gotten by so luckily tom saw it before we made the turn and because we can't back up with the jeep connected to the back and we were again wanting a pull through so we didn't have to disconnect the jeep yep uh so we were able to reposition and she took us around to another side and all worked out great you know in the end and and uh since then uh the next day we went up to master tech rv uh custom coach and marine in elkhart indiana and that is where the coach has been since then yeah and that's where we've been since then uh we started out uh they were gracious to give us 50 amp hookup and fill our tanks up with water and really really great family owned and operated business super folks oh yeah it it and you know they were working around us and and uh for the first couple weeks we stayed in the coach at night and that was great and but it just to us we could feel like i mean we knew we're in the way they were having to in order to feel like we were going to be comfortable at night they were going out of their way to try to make things so that we'd be fine when really that was putting them behind because then some of that stuff the next day they'd have to come in and undo what they had done as a temporary fix for the night you know so yeah it was better for us just to move into the hotel uh for the remainder of the project and not be in their way and let them just do their work so that's of course why we said at the beginning of this podcast that we are in a hotel because we are i mean we're <laughs> we never imagined we'd be here but uh you know it's been okay it's been nice and this this 
hotel's been really nice for Star and Astro. Oh, heck yeah. We're in the Home 2 Suites in Elkhart, Indiana. Yeah. There are several actual kind of long-term stay style hotels in here in the area. This is the RV capital of the world. Yes, it is. Uh, And there are several, uh, there are a lot of hotel options, a lot of nice hotel options, and, and a few that take pets, that allow pets, and this is one of those. And they give a discount uh, for folks who are here because they're having their RVs worked on and they can't stay in their RVs. Yeah, so. and we, we had no idea. I mean, we just called them up. We said that we were looking for a place because our RV was being worked on, so we had to get out of it. And they said, oh, you get the RV right. And it was a significant discount. We thoroughly appreciate that. And you know what? We've had a breakfast every morning here, and it's really been good. Yeah, and we've good. got a full-size refrigerator and a convection microwave and a dishwasher and dishes and yeah we're actually going to do dishes uh right <laughs> after this podcast you want to help <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it's it's living a little bit different lifestyle right this second but you know i think it's going to be worth every minute um what they're doing over there i mean full we're we're getting a full solar and lithium uh add on to the coach yep uh all it's, of our batteries are being replaced. It, the lithium's not an add-on. The lithium is replacing our batteries. Our we're, house batteries. Our house batteries. We're taking all of our house batteries out. We're putting lithium batteries in. There's a lot more to that story that we're going to bring you in the future. Yeah, in the next podcast, actually, we're going to introduce you to Tim and Austin Clank, father and son team who are the owners of Master Tech RV and who have been very instrumental in our project. And uh, let you know a little bit more uh, in detail about what they're doing with us. Right. And that's worth the listen. So make sure you catch our next podcast because they're great people, great family business, and they've been working their butt off on our new coach. And I think we are going to be very, very happy when this thing is over. I cannot wait. I can't either. (laughs) Yep. So, yeah, this has been... A fantastic place to spend some time. Also, we have a video uh, on some of the things that we've done while we've been here in Elkhart and the surrounding areas. So I'll link to that in the uh, show notes as well. And also on Instagram, we're posting more of the fun stuff that we're doing. So if you don't follow us over there, I invite you to join us. You can find us on all the social medias at RV Texas, y'all. Yeah, it's it's been quite the ride here over the last... Um I don't know, two months now? Something like that. Days run together. Maybe two and a half months, but, you know, it. it, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be worth every single minute. Oh, I absolutely agree, and I can't wait to share it with y'all. So make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And uh, join us for the fun. We got so many good things coming up. Oh, my gosh. Believe me, uh, this solar setup, you're going to want to know about it because it is something different. Oh, yes, it is. (laughs) So. Yeah. Hey, I guess that's it for this week, huh? Yeah. We're going to get back on schedule, guys. Believe it or not, we'll have a new podcast coming soon. Thanks for joining us, y'all. 
For more on what we talked about this week and to find other episodes, visit the podcast page of rvtexasyall.com. Subscribe to the RV Texas Y'all podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to join us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RV Texas Y'all. Until next time, safe travels. And happy camping. Bye. Thank you.